In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who comes to give us a forever that isn't just the same thing over and over and over again, but also isn't just something new all of the time. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, so this is Christ the King Sunday, which means that we're at the end of our church year. Now, uh, the church year is, is this thing that's defined by this other thing that's called a lectionary. Now, the lectionary is our system of readings here. It's a system of readings that we use and several other different traditions and denominations use. And it's basically this series of readings that go throughout the year. And so we're, we're ending one of those years. We're ending one of those cycles. And that's what this Sunday is all about, is, is kind of ending one of those cycles with a bang. And so uh, Christ the King Sunday is actually kind of a new liturgical tradition because we just kind of ended at whatever Sunday after Pentecost for a while. But then people were noticing that sometimes that kind of ended like, huh, oh, so they decided, hey, let's do Christ the King Sunday and let's have defined readings that are supposed to make the end of the year pop. And so they, they started figuring out what the readings would be. And this all happened in the 70s and we've been using it since then. And uh, believe it or not, that's recent time in uh, liturgical tradition. And this year is especially interesting this year is especially interesting, and I noticed this because I'm kind of doing the, the Bible that I keep in a different way, and, and um, I'm leaving notes for myself as I go through the whole three-year process, which is more about the lectionary than what you probably really want to know. But there's a three-year process, and I'm leaving myself notes in my Bible, and one of the notes said, hey, we are ending on this Christ the King Sunday on the same gospel reading that we started with. So the church here begins in Advent. It begins with the blue pyramids up, and we have the candles out, and all of that good stuff. And when we started this, about a year ago, where, when we started this annual focus, because our annual focus goes along with our church year, we started off talking about, at least in part, this gospel lesson. And so we've sort of come full circle. We've ended up back where we started, which for some of us, we're like, oh, that's kind of fun. And for some of us, we're like, oh, why again? Especially with this gospel reading, right? This gospel reading that is somewhat frightening in terms of a gospel reading. It's one of those gospel readings that you kind of leave off and you go, this is the gospel of the Lord? Thanks be to God. Because it's all about Jesus coming and it being terrifying and get ready and stay awake. And so I thought, well, that's kind of interesting that there's yeah, the same gospel reading at uh, the, the, this, the end of this year as it was at the beginning of this year. So let me think back to what my sermon was uh, a full year ago, in Advent, uh, the first Sunday of Advent last year. And I'm sure that all of you remember what that was. 
you, you, you maybe remember last week's sermon because you, you've been listening to, to it on the podcast or you, know, you, you just remember that because you've been trying to form and shape your lives around the Bible and maybe the sermon kind of helped you do that in some small, insignificant way. But last year, whoa, that, that takes some memory. And so uh, f- thankfully, I, I have notes and I also have the, the podcast for uh, the, the sermons that we put things up on. So I, I went back and I looked. And I was like, okay, what was the sermon about? And the question for the sermon was, do you want to swap bodies? <laughs> and my opening illustration was all about this episode of the Muppets that I had seen, where Dr. Strangepork from Pigs in Space, had had a dissolver ray. Some of you are kind of remembering this, it, it sounds like. It had a dissolver ray where he could kind of dissolve the personality of one pig into another pig. And what he did was he dissolved Miss Piggy and shot her into somebody else's body. And the whole idea there was to begin to explain this concept that we've been talking about for a year. This concept that we are the body of Christ. That what happens to us in our baptisms is sort of like a dissolver ray. That God takes us in baptism and dissolves us into the body of Christ. That we all, by the fact that we're baptized, we all, by the fact that we believe in Jesus, we all, by the fact that he died on the cross and rose from the tomb, made us a part of his body. And we've been talking about that for a year. And so I'm sure that sometimes it's been like, oh, all of this stuff about being the church, all of this stuff about community, all of this stuff about how I can't be a Christian just as an individual, but I need to be thinking about being a Christian as the whole church with the people that are next to me here. I'm sure that at times you have gone, oh, this again? Maybe not because it's the same gospel reading over and over, but because it's the same idea over and over. But the reason that we've been talking about that is because we think that it's important for you to get that understanding. That what Jesus has done for us is that he has not just changed us individually, but that he has made us corporately his body. Now, unfortunately... All of that stuff about Dr. Strangepork and his dissolver ray was all coming from the Old Testament reading at the time, and that was Isaiah. So it it didn't really match up. But there is something to this gospel reading that that shows up again and again, And, and that is this sense that we have been placed in the household of God. So Jesus, when he's telling his disciples about all of this doom and gloom stuff, and he's saying, okay, so there's going to be a day where I come back in all sorts of crazy glory. 
And it's going to look a lot like Daniel from the, the reading from there. And he, he is the ancient of days that Daniel is talking about. And he's saying, hey, that day is a coming. And you know what? It's going to be scary. But you're going to be okay. Because you are householders of God. You are the body of God. You are the church of God. And so before anything scary happens, you are going to be gathered up by those angels. Those angels that are going to the ends of earth and to the ends of heaven. And they're gathering up all of the people that are the body of Christ. All of those people that have been baptized in his name. All of those people that have believed in him. All of those people that have taken his body and blood at his altar. All of those people that, has, that have read his word. All of those people are going to be gathered up on this great day. Where he will be enthroned before all people. For all eternity. But there's a little bit of something in there that makes us go, well, I don't know. There's a little bit of something in there where where we go, well, I'm not sure I want to be in the household of God. Because it seems like everybody in the household of God has a job. And I don't want a job. I, I, I want my job to be that I'm sitting on the couch watching Netflix. That, that is what I want the first thousand years at least of the resurrection to be. And maybe after that, I'll think about getting up and making myself a sandwich. But no sandwiches for anyone else. But in God's household, it seems like everybody's got a job. You know, he talks about somebody being a doorman. That there's somebody who has that job in the resurrection. There's somebody who has that job even today, being a part of his body. That there's somebody whose job it is to say, hey, here's the door. Come on in. That's almost as good as the Netflix job. And that's what we're going to be talking about actually for the next year. For the next year, we're going to be doing an annual focus called, uh, called Called by the Gospel. And we're going to be talking about our vocations. And we're going to be talking about how God has given honor to our vocations, to the stuff that we do day in and day out, how he has honored the place in which we live. He has honored the time in which we live. He has honored the relationships in which we have gathered. He has even honored the way in which we make money by sending his son to die on a cross and to assure us that those things are honored by God. Because that's how you get honored by God. You don't get honored by God by just doing a good job. You get honored by God because Jesus did a good job. And because he then gave that job back to you, that is the honor that we have in our vocations. That is what makes us a people who are called to be his body. 
And so that's why we each have different functions and different roles in his body. That's why there can be a doorman and why there can be a Netflix person. And why there can be somebody who's making sandwiches for everybody in the whole process. That God gets this sense that we're all in this thing together. But sometimes it can feel like, oh, even those jobs are just, oh, this again? I have to get up and go to this job again? I have to get up and I have to do this again? Whatever that might be? And that's especially poignant, I think, this time of the year when we start getting into those again things, right? This holiday season that oftentimes seems like it is a mirror reflection of some way of the years past. And so we go to Thanksgiving, and how was your Thanksgiving? Well, it was good because I didn't get into the same political fight that I got into last year. And maybe we're looking forward to Christmas and we're thinking, hey, this Christmas is going to be great because I'm not going to go into debt like I did last year. I'm I'm made out like a bandit at Black Friday. (laughs) Maybe you're you're even thinking to this coming New Year's and, and you're kind of hoping and you're like, I really hope that this year is going to be the year. The year that it's not like every other year. The year that something changes. The year that I experience some kind of breakthrough. The year that this happens in my life and things are all of a sudden perfect. And there are so many things in our lives that repeat and go over again and again and again. But the beauty of those things or that they do. But that every time we go over them again, we see something new. And I think that that is a picture, a, just a small glimpse of what God has given us to show us what it means to have life everlasting. We're at the end of this sermon series where we're talking about the third article of the creed and how the creed ends with, I believe in the life everlasting and what that's like. You know, is that just everything on repeat? Is it like Groundhog's Day where I get up every morning and everything is the same? Or is that something where I get up and every day is new? Because that would be equally frightening to me. Because if everything was new, I wouldn't know where to be. But I think that there's a little glimpse of eternity when we get up and we go, hey, this is the anniversary of whatever thing that is. This day, we had the same gospel reading, and I noticed something new in the gospel reading that I never saw before. This day, I woke up, and there was something that pinged on my phone and reminded me, hey, this is the anniversary of this special day in your life. And I was able to go, wow, Today, that's a different day, even though it's the anniversary. And whatever that is in your life, that is what God promises you. You have the ability to engage in because of what Jesus has done. That Jesus has said, I am going to give you an everlasting life. A life that will probably repeat some. Just like the gospel repeats. Just like the church year repeats. Just like your life repeats. Just like you get up in the morning, usually probably around the same time. And yet, 
There's something new there. There's something beautiful there. And on that day when Jesus comes back and he ushers in the resurrection, he is going to show you a whole new newness to the cycle of your life. And so as you go through your week this week, and as you go through the mundane things, the repeated things, as you get up in the morning and you make your cup of coffee, as you get up in the morning and you put on the second leg of your pants, as you get up in the morning and you do all of the things that you're used to doing so much that you don't even think about them, Remember that those things are an evidence of an eternity that God is trying to point you forward to. An eternity where those things don't have to end. An eternity of pants. An eternity of coffee, an eternity of church, an eternity of gospel readings, an eternity of all sorts of great stuff like birthday parties and anniversaries, an eternity in which we celebrate Jesus and the life everlasting that he gave to us. Amen.